On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Now for the people not a part of the Second Shot Facebook group, uh, did you notice how I took my leadership team out to race Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and all that, Ooh. and I kicked all of their tails <laughs> like it was nothing? Well, because you rewarded them by taking them to do something that you're good at. They all wanted to do it. <laughs> Can they, we talk about They <sighs> begged me for it. We got they Jimmy, did. Zach, and Matt in the house. <laughs> hey, Hi. everybody. How's Hello. it going? I'm so excited we're going to talk about this in the show. I wanted to ask about it at some point. Uh, yeah, the, the the racing. You smoked the competition by four seconds, Ethos. Yes, it was great. That is a mile in racing great. for anybody that doesn't and know. And I loved it because somebody said, well, did they just the whole let the boss win thing? I go, no, no, no. My group is way too competitive for no. that. Trust me. Yeah, you don't lose they, by four seconds letting somebody win. No, they would, they would <laughs> never let me win in anything. I can promise you they would try to crush me. How I, is this done? Was this like a time trial? You're one at a time kind of thing? Well, you, there's... A, they I assume usually, you're not all out on the track at the same time. No, they no. usually they'll, they'll be about two out on the track at the same time. Yeah, and and it's got the camera in it, and and so it's got like all my face for the whole video, everything, and they so they time trail it on that, and so when you're done, you you get your time trials of yeah. it all. Which, by the way, the good people at RNCN, we want that footage. I want to I wanna I do something yes. with it. They need to see yeah, it. Yeah, I want to make a second shot, put the logo in the corner or something like Heath Oaks' epic uh, 113 yeah, run. There, there is a, a part where my face and, and the guy that, you know, because you've got a guy riding with you helping you tell you to break, 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 and, okay. and, and go, you know, give, help and give you advice. And, that was, you know. Um, there was one time where he went... Please break, oh God, please break, because we <laughs> almost went off the track. I mean, I was pushing it because I wanted to beat them so bad because everybody was talking trash, and, and he went, oh God, please break, please break. Yeah, see, that's the you should have gone first and knocked out your run and then have the rest of them go. Maybe that would have made a difference. What but. were you rewarding them for? What was that? that was Why it, did they get to do that? That they just hit the qualifications quarterly of the leadership on my team. There's sure. a certain amount of qualifications. They hit it, then we, we always do something fun. You know, we... Have went to Windstar and stayed the night and got everybody spas or golf packages and you know Tanglewood Resort and we went and you know operated heavy machinery. I was gonna say that the heavy machinery one was real uh, cool. We yeah. always do something fun. I believe in in building the team in, in general is almost as important as any meeting you'll ever have of just everybody. Oh yeah, building camaraderie in general. So it was fun and it was really fun. Not to lose because if I lost, <laughs> I wouldn't hear the the. We, the wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> there so, would be no post pictures yes. posted. Talk about losing big time and stuff. There's a th this first headline is is pretty funny. Uh, Heath did me a solid before the show started. I want to make sure folks uh, at home understand this too. This is about Jamarcus Russell of the Oakland Raiders. I know nothing about the sport of football so he filled me in. Jamarcus Russell apparently was a big pick on the NFL Number draft. Number one. Yeah, and then actually landed a spot on the Raiders and was like horrible. Yep. Big flop. Yep. Huge flop as Huge. you were saying. Yeah, I, I again Him wouldn't. and Ryan Leaf they, is who they 
um, people will um, argue over who's the worst Ron, overall pick. Ron Lee. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Okay. Right. You know, up in your area, <laughs> it's Jimmy. Good. It's good. It's Ryan an accent Le- and a sport he doesn't understand. Yes. Ryan so, Leaf and Jamarcus Russell are down as some of the worst flops. The ever. headline is the Oakland Raiders gave Jamarcus Russell blank tapes to see if he watched his film. Uh, the Oakland Raiders took some extreme measures to prove that Jamarcus Russell wasn't doing everything in his power to be a good NFL player, according to New York's WFAN. Former offensive lineman David Deal said Raiders coaches used to give Russell blank tapes to determine if he was studying the film. Dill noted that he would come to the Raiders facilities, uh, Russell would come to the Raiders facilities the day after receiving the tape, saying that he watched the Blitz packages, of course. Uh, who'd have known he wasn't fully dedicated because yeah. he was terrible. Um, he, You sent this over. Man, there's a couple ways to go with this. Yeah, so obviously, uh, got? Jamarcus Russell and this whole stuff happened like long, long, long time ago because this is old. Okay. But it, it got brought up because David Deal was on the show and he in talking about it and David Deal right. brought it up. That's why it's up. It's not like Jamarcus Russell was the number one pick last year. This is <laughs> okay. 10 plus years ago probably. Okay. Um, but he was just talking about this is what the coaches yeah, would do to just like, see oh, wow. how much was he actually doing or not. So they gave him blank tapes and he would come in talking like he'd watch them and, and talk about blitzes, which everybody knew farewell wasn't. Sure. Um, and I, I thought about it and 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 thought about inspecting what you expect um, from a parent to a mid-level manager to an entrepreneur or anything. You know, I believe in that, that dichotomy of giving your people things and tasks um, and letting them run with it, yeah. right? And not standing over them. Um, but you but you have to inspect it at some point, what you expect, or you're not going to have a clue. And, and, and especially when things are not maybe getting done to where you want and then you're not you know if you tell your kid to make their room and you never go in there and look or not i mean how do you know the room was made right i mean you don't you gotta do you inspect call it, it make your room i don't know just <laughs> <laughs> uh, i learned new thing i always say make your bed clean your room but i, I, I wasn't I, sure if that was maybe a southernism that i, I, needed I wanted to learn yeah i wanted to follow up on that and i stumbled over make your room yes i i i, I think my thing with this is when you give your your your, your star qb blank tapes when you're talking to your assistant coach or whatever you're like i'm gonna give him a blank tape see if he goes home watches it and he comes back in the next day and he says he watched it why is he what are you doing at that point like if that's your management style i'm gonna see if i can fool him aren't you a little too far gone it's not seeing if you can fool him it's given they need an idea to see exactly who he's going to be on this week and what they need to do because they need to they need to make sure that you know if they if if he says oh yeah I've been watching the tapes and he knows all the blitzes and so then the coach is putting all the complicated plays mm-hmm. because he's going to read the blitzes right then that sets up the whole team for worse failure but if if you know he's for sure not reading watching the tapes yeah then you can put much simpler plays that you know it's at least not going to make everybody look stupid and you got a better chance of getting it through if you know that he has no clue what the blitzes are coming then why have split that time around. Do, do yeah. they follow that up at all and say they confronted him about this and say, look, so we know you haven't been doing this. I don't know. That I think, seems like the better uh, option right, than just yeah. putting in easier right. plays. I, I, Matt, I have a feeling that probably was. They, that probably okay. did. He deal was just talking <laughs> about, because right. in, in, in general, this was about, right. a, that he was actually talking about a whole other topic and this just kind of came up. In sure. it. So who knows if they confronted him. But I... But I, but I believe that in today, you have to inspect what you expect. Yeah. You, like you can that. lay out your expectations of things. Um, and and you, inspecting what you expect is not micromanaging. I'm not saying every day you're going, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? But, like, if you give a task to be done in a time frame, maybe it's good to check in halfway to say, hey, where, where are you at? Kind of give me an update on where you're at. You know, not every day, but you have to inspect what you expect.
I well, mean, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, isn't it true too that that keeps you from getting too far gone? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Because if they get to the playoffs and then realize he's not watching the tapes, oh well, okay, well, <laughs> shocker that they made it to the playoffs when he wasn't watching the tapes. But also, okay, well, we need to totally reformulate. But if they knew game three of the season that this was happening, then you can kind of troubleshoot a little bit or figure out why this is happening or what the you know is your VCR broken, sir? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah, you know w- whatever the situation is, just because because checking in, like you say, because sometimes it does happen too. People are frustrated with a the manager. They get to their year-end review and and they bring up something that this person's been doing for an entire year mm-hmm. and you're thinking gosh if you would have told me a couple months in i could have corrected and then moved on mm-hmm. right I, I guess that's and i've i've called nfl articles uh in in weird ways before because there's contracts and there's money and there's team contract i mean there's a whole thing to it that i don't understand but I guess i look at this and i think you know if you're if you're looking at your chain of your team and you find a weak link isn't it more efficient to cut that out and save the save the work for the rest of the chain than to try to dance around it and go, okay, well, let's all accommodate for this one problem. Yeah, but when you owe somebody $50 million, exactly. you want to do everything in your power <laughs> yeah. to try to get something out of them. Yeah, when that chain's and, real and expensive. So here, but here's the thing, Matt. They very well could have... Um, Whenever every time he came in like that, they confront him on that. That could have happened. That's that could have been their inspection was the blank tapes. Yeah, and call him out on it. We don't know that part yet. Sure, but what I I think that we we too many times people go on a hard line of either or where they become this micromanager where they're on top of everything and anything. Or me, my my um um my kind of uh, natural style is to just give somebody an idea thing or whatever and never follow up like i've never that's mm-hmm. always been my weak link and so inspect what you expect has been something i've had to really adapt to keep in my mind to yeah. know when i lay out expectations um i want to inspect it somehow to see if it is getting done um but not be on the micromanaging side where every day i'm going hey did you do this hey did you do that hey right. i need to, i need you to check in every time you take step one or step two you need to tell me you don't need to do that, but you, if there's ten steps involved, maybe check in on step five and see where it's at. Yeah, I guess I agree. I just, I, I it's just such a slippery slope when it comes to micromanaging because I feel like when you're going to the trouble to give one player a special set of tapes, different from everybody else, just to check on them, you're already kind of micromanaging. You know what I mean? Well, but you, well, then, but they, they're all. How do you know otherwise? Well, yeah, there right. is a reason why they, they didn't give everybody else that kind of tapes. There right. was a reason that they thought this person was not holding up to the end of the bar- right. bargain. It's, so, it's, it's a give and take. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that I'll have in my organization, for instance, that I don't inspect near like I used to because they've already proven to me so many times over and over that they get the job done that, that I don't have to as much. Mm-hmm. You know, but with your kids or with anything that you do, you have to inspect what you expect. Yeah. And I, that's not micromanaging there's if there's 10 steps in a process they don't need to tell you every step what to what's going on but maybe you need to inspect it about step five and just see where the progress is headed and then get out of it again okay so there's that line and i think that if you can really adopt the model that inspect what you expect and kind of keep that in your mind of when you give out maybe it's at home or maybe it's um at the office or anything just you know if, if you can't just give out all these expectations and never follow up to see where things are headed so inspect what you expect we'll be back in a second segment of second shot he's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots Keith Oaks hosts more of second shot coming up on rncn 
to all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready, aim, fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. <laughs> I, I never, I don't think I ever would have thought like I had Matt talking about going to this like 90s country <laughs> band cover concert. Like you just don't come off as the like country, old school country. Really? Type. No. Well, I am. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was I never would have guessed raised that. on. Matt showed us in the studio the other day. Uh, Learned a little something. You showed day. us. You showed us Google Street View of your hometown. Man, oh man, there's yeah. like one two-story building in the whole place. So. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome. if, and it's on the square. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the big one. Hey, you have a square. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we did have a square. <laughs> it's yeah, it's where the Freemasons meet every Tuesday and Thursday. Exactly. It was great. Um, it's really something else. <laughs> we didn't have a square. Right. We had a red blinking light. There's that bank though. <laughs> in Carlo. Oh, no, there's not. You had two You're talking about Troop, Troop the yeah. big town. Troop <laughs> the big city. Troop had a Brookshire's. Carlisle had a blinking I, light. I can remember when they put in the second stoplight in my town, and the, that was a big day. Oh, Our, ours was ours is not even a stoplight. It was a blinking just, light, a just, warning you that this is an intersection. Hey, slow down, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in a suburban community on uh, Pop Rock, so that's me. Yeah. Yeah, in Houston. That explains so much, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, golly. Our second headline of the show, uh, and this one, <laughs> man claims he, was, he found dog waste on his seat when boarding his Delta flight. Mm. Uh, a Delta passenger is disgusted after he stepped in a large amount of dog waste on his, pl- on, on his plane. Uh, he said he, uh, he jumped up and he asked the flight crew for cleaning supplies, but he wasn't given much help. He talked to a manager. She said... Well, that's not my problem. He said, I'm sorry. And she said, uh, well, if the cleaning crew didn't clean your seat, I don't have any control over that. Uh, apparently, some of the passengers tried to chip in and help out. They got they got a, uh, he said he got two paper towels and one of those little bottles of Bombay Sapphire. That, that's what he was given to clean this up. Apparently, it was a real big mess, according to him. A, a very, very large mess. Uh, some, some passengers tried to help out. They said, this isn't okay. Uh, he reached out to Delta, and a spokesperson said a uh, service animal was ill on the previous flight. They're going to do a full investigation. Safety and health of our customers is number one priority. Uh, he has been reached by dozens and dozens of lawyers uh, wanting to take the case. Really so, something. So, first of all, before we get into it, mm-hmm. stories about airlines not becoming more like stories from Florida... It's an issue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Walmart, on a regular, yeah. you know, like a regular basis, like airlines yeah. are consistently just screwing. Like they, they don't care about customers for anything these days. And the airline industry as a whole is in the middle of a big disruption. We see more small jump starts, like South Air, Southwest Airlines was when they started, sure. coming up again because of the Southwest and the Deltas and the Americas that are so huge are just poo pooing on all the customers. So I just want to get that out of the way. So to speak. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, funny. And I think you know, I think in capitalism, it's good to have some healthy competition. You can't have somebody sitting at the top for too long. Like that's how it works. Something new and better comes along, and 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 people innovate and try to do something new. But man, yeah, the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw this, like, well, at least he wasn't on a United flight, or at least he wasn't on Frontier. Like I immediately think of other jokes I can make about other airlines because they all seem to have terrible reputations. Which is not necessarily indicative of every flight, but man, if every airline isn't bad, why do we keep seeing stories about them? You well, know what I mean? Well, here's the thing: it's just a, it's just a greater sort of. I, I see this as sort of the jumping off point in the second shot to the question: Why do we act differently at work sometimes than we would as just a normal human being? Oh, because, oh very good question. Because you heard some of the people on the plane who paid to be there, they tried to help him. Yeah. So why is it that somebody in an employee status doesn't first treat this person as a human? Yes. You know? Yes. It's really stunning. I, I've got a cousin who is a flight attendant uh, for a different airline. I probably shouldn't say which. Uh, he knows people who work for Delta. He says Delta have real high standards, real high standards. And they take people who are only like seniors in their industries and... Um, it's really surprising to hear something like this coming from a, a manager. And I'm sure they do. Yeah. But here's the thing. This person was not treating, th this person was treating this as sort of like a put in a box sort of thing instead of being a person to person, man to woman, woman to woman, whatever that kind of scenario is because you would never come across somebody and have them be like, oh my gosh, I need some help here. I We got a really dirty situation and have them say, oh. <laughs> not my problem. Not my problem. It yeah. reminded me of. The, have you? Did you guys hear that? It's not my job. The story of four people no. back in the day. I want to hear it. Okay, I, I, my parents used to share this with me. Oh, uh, no. This is a story about four people named anybody, everybody, somebody, and nobody. Uh oh. There was an important job that needed to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it it ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done <laughs> anyway like, your parents on, that kind of thing. no yeah, i just yeah. remember that oh. and i'm trying to remember the context but when i heard this it made me think of that little that little quote and it's just it's just so true because look anybody was helping the other passengers who had paid a lot of money to be on that flight to be taken care of did it yeah but the person who was working you know, just thought, okay, that's not in my box of the job description, so right. I'm not going to do it instead of looking at you as a human and saying, man, that sucks. Let me see what I can do for that besides the Bombay Sapphire. And there's what? a great little irony there because when you're on a plane, you're in a box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I can't imagine. Anybody who has a dog knows how bad dog mm -hmm. feces uh. smells. You're all in this together, right? Yeah, that you, guy are, you, are, right. you are all in this together. That guy got it worse, everybody in general You're in knows. this together. Yeah. And how much better is it when you're at work and someone recognizes too, even if you're going to do this on a selfish standpoint, how much better is it when you really overperform at your job or you do something really nice and somebody gives you an honest, wow, thank you, you went above and beyond, that was really cool. Yeah. It feels good too, and and, it, and you're still going to be there for the same amount of time anyway. The, the worst thing, to, the there's not much worse than... Um, somebody that is a that's not my problem that's not my job person like bad. you are like understand if you're somebody that that's not my problem or that's not my job comes out of your mouth you are nobody really likes you I mean I'm just being <laughs> real <laughs> that is such Ooh. a nasty me it's me bad. me way to be now here's what I wanted to talk about on that is if you're in a spot Maybe it's your, f I mean, like culture, right? right? Say you're sitting in a culture that is a, that's not my f job culture, right? Yeah, right? and that does happen. Okay. Uh-huh. And, sure. and maybe it's your, maybe your family is. Maybe you look around your family. 
and it's always like, well, that wasn't what I, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Well, you are today, right? Like if, if that culture is getting, you know, whether it's work, family, whatever, how do you change it? And here's the most simplest form of answer. It starts with you eating the crow majority of the time and holding on long enough for it to change. You have to be the one that no longer says, that's not my job, even though it's not getting reciprocated over and over and over and over to the point where you're going, screw this, this doesn't work, do it some more, and it will change. Mm. If you're not the one, if you're in a culture of people that are not about helping others get where they want to go and everybody's trying to step on everybody, you have to be the one that does it, even if it means you getting stepped on at some point, because in the long run, you will win. That's the only way culture changes. It charges with, changes with one person, and you're going to feel like, well, how long do I do this when I'm getting, I'm, I'm just getting stepped on. I'm just getting ran over, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, no, you're not. You are, you are a change agent. Change agent is not easy yeah people have lost their lives over massive change from civil rights to whatever it is because but in the long run it it worked out this has nothing to do with losing lives or anything but what it is is you're gonna have a feeling that you're getting stomped on that you're getting pushed over but you're not you're trying to make change so you have to be that person that consistently does other people's jobs for them even though they don't long enough for them and everybody else to understand and buy in and trust that that happens yeah you can uh if i love that babe keen listeners at home uh, Did, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you listen real closely you can just hear 19 year old heath oaks door-to-door salesman getting told no a million times a million being yeah. a change agent is, yeah yeah is what? that about me not taking out the garbage ever <laughs> no because i'm not good at it either <laughs> okay that's like both yeah. of okay, ours good. no job okay, like good. both of us Nobody's say that's not VP our job taking out the tr- that'll be bright yeah, that'll be yeah. Sure yeah. but, but that thing is a lot of people will sit around <laughs> and be listening to this and go oh yeah man this i could do my work we'll change it yeah you can yeah. be the person that you can sit around and complain about it non-stop or you can get off your tail and take the beating that it's going to take you of the feeling like you're getting pushed over but when you do it long enough see because here's what everybody says well when that person does it i will right yeah well then you've got to be that person to do it and it's going to feel like it doesn't work you're going to feel tired you're going to get it over and over and over and you're going to feel like when does this when is everybody going to get in well let me tell you it may not ever happen there but somebody will see you as being that ray of light and you may get a better job that somebody comes across it because they see you being such an awesome person and get you out of there, and it may, may, maybe you never make the change in that exact area, but another job, somebody who passes through there for a little bit of time says, you know, Mary or Joseph or whatever, this other place was great, and you get a better job in a culture that is helping. Right. So you have to be that person that makes the change, and you have to take the beating of feeling like you're getting pushed over and stomped on and, you know, all those types of things that you're going to feel. Would you agree? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I really, I like that perspective. I like that second shot. And it's, I think it's tough. People people are quick to, not dehumanize, but they're quick to hide behind a uniform or a title or a name tag and, and say, well, I'm at work and this is who I am now. And, 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 mm-hmm. and when I'm at home, I'm this person. We're, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. We're all people, right? We, we all have problems. We, we all have people we care about. Like when you get to work and, and, and you're thinking, ah, eh, that's not my, it's not my, not my stature that I, I don't have to deal with this problem i can i can do this like come on just a dude trying to clean up a mess for yeah God's right. sake. exactly <laughs> right. and, and just and just remember that if 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 you're not if, if you're in a place and environment where people aren't reaching across maybe you got to be the one that reaches across that and come and you're going to have to do it for a while understand you're not going to do it one two three times and, and it's going to be fixed it's going to take a long time but wouldn't you much rather be known as the person that helped evoke some kind of a positive change in an environment versus 
being the person that was constantly going, it's not my fault, it's not my job, it's I'm somebody else's deal. Come on. Let's be, let's all, like Jenny talked about too, let's all just be humans and help others out when it comes to it. We'll be back on the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today kick off your boots or suit up the choice is yours welcome back to second shot on rncn so as you guys know in the last episode we crossed 100 reviews which is huge so yes. thank you everybody really thank you that is so awesome yeah that's got to be like i have a feeling something about 100 has got to be good for like itunes like when you get to that mark like it's got to help move triple digits up, right? come on yeah that's got it's got to yeah mean we have no statistics but we think it is meaningful yes. we will toast to that later <laughs> so at least we're we honest feel. about saying we don't know the statistics it's just pure thoughts yes right we, we didn't try to yeah. make it up we don't know but we feel we're genuine all right that's, <laughs> if we've got anything we've got that we're, yes. we're honest we're human <laughs> and and then the second shot cast at gmail.com if you want to send any emails with questions or just anything in general you can send it to that right email. if you don't want to do it public on the yeah group. yeah and because the most important thing is the second shot facebook group you need to go join it if you haven't i mean it has been a great community that has been getting um um tremendous amount of like i think legs lately it's so awesome to listen to everybody's stories and stuff yeah. right to hear their questions and what sort of people are struggling with too you know to just different ages different perspectives and things the thing that stuns me the most about it is posting something and seeing like four people respond in tw- in 10 minutes it's yeah. like it's like getting a, it's getting getting a warm internet hug yeah yes. nice. <laughs> i yeah. love an internet hug it's true and, and remember yeah. this is a community that you got a lot of people that are um in all types of walks of life so it, it's a great community that if you've got questions or or wanting advice or you just um, you know, anything possible, it's there. It's pretty awesome. And there was a, I want to bring up one of them, and I'm not going to say their names because I don't know if they want it on air, but you can go, when you join the group, you can find it. But I like this. He talked about, um, he kind of just talked about the episode 90 that yeah, he yeah. had just got done listening to. He said, loved episode 90. Uh, with regards to the first segment, um, which was we talked about percentages, remember the odds and percentages. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I learned a valuable lesson about percentages from his father. He was having chest pains, oh, went yeah. to the ER. Upon a battery test, it was terminated rapidly, like bunch of issues. The hospital wasn't equipped to deal with it. So in order to get a medevac to get him out of there, storms had moved in. The decision they made to ground transport him, which would take three hours. Um, and upon closing like the doors, they said you're he's gonna have about a fifteen to twenty percent chance of making it with that type of deal. Um, fast forward, he made it. Um, he even beat graver odds, um, as so many other complications came along. And throughout uh, this fight and determination, I learned odds are someone else's expectations being projected onto you. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing you can do is let that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Like to think about is that, that, that um, I learned that odds are someone else's expectations being projected onto you. And the worst thing you can do is let that happen. 
That's really good. And some people are naturally inclined to hear 20% as a positive and, and some people are naturally inclined to hear that as a negative. So I think it's just good to be aware of what kind of person you are. I know I'm, I'm naturally would think, oh no, only 20. I want more. I want a bigger chance. But because I'm opposite. aware of that, yeah, but because I'm aware of that, I can stop that in its track before that type of thinking really derails me and gets me into a bad spot. Yeah, because even if it's your natural thing, you can change that. Exactly. That's Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. I, yeah, I'm normally, uh, unfortunately, a glass half empty kind of guy. And yeah, when I hear odds, I, you know, well, that's practically a sure thing. That's why I like talking about that so much last, last, uh, on episode 90, because yeah, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's not over till it's over. It yeah. really is. I've always you know? been the type if there's like the slimmer of a hope of a chance of like, anyway. Oh, what's happening? Like when I was trying yeah. to, when I was trying to uh, get my wife now is, uh, there were some uh, people I knew, and they go, oh, no, she she doesn't have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, good. And then I called somebody um, that, that I knew, knew her, like, better than these people and stuff. Mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, what what's her story? I want to try to, you know, hit on her, right? And um, she goes, oh, I think she's got a boyfriend or something. I go, y- you think? And she goes, oh, yeah. So not- he took that as she's single. Yeah. Right. yeah. What part of I think she has a boyfriend means she's single? I think. Well, <laughs> he, a, couple, yeah. a couple other people said sure. no. This person <laughs> said, I think, so she wasn't positive. So I leaned to, hey. There's a chance. You'll always root for the underdog. Absolutely. It's like me at every Super Bowl party I've ever been to. <laughs> who's Who's got the longest odds of winning? That's who I'm rooting for. Great. <laughs> Why not? You know? Well, yeah. the thing, the difference is, is I'm usually the longest odds to winning type person. Mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm always that person. Here, and, here. And, and I kind of like that. I, and I, I like the, um, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm glad for his family. I love that perspective. And especially with health, you know, you, you just, you just never know. And of course, doctors are tasked with giving that percentage. They're just doing their job but you don't have to always take that and own that percentage especially if it's low yeah and, and i think that's awesome and to not let the odds get get hold you back from what you're trying to do and then i thought another interesting um post that was in there was somebody um repeated uh, this tweet um the tweet said big dreams take a long time to come true they also require experience and they demand so much failure along the way because your dreams is going to test you you can't become anything overnight. You don't deserve it. Ooh. And he said, thought of this uh, uh, group as I read this because there are days that seem like to be falling apart in business. And today is one of those days for me. But I know it will pass. The timing of seeing this message is always a sign that I'm on the correct path, even if it seems completely dark. Happy Election Day, second shot, um, and post that. But, I, you know, I, I like the end of it that you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What yeah, do, what and do that's we deserve? what do we deserve nothing. You know, we, we deserve yes. nothing. We get to earn everything. We have the opportunity to earn everything. And I remember early in my broadcast career being so frustrated being in this small town and I felt like I had so much more to give and so much more to offer the world and I was so excited about it. And why am I in this tiny town and no sure. you know, with this terrible equipment and it always breaks and I'm lugging my own camera around, you know, and I I'm trying to use the GPS, I've got this broken cell phone. It was just, you know, a lot of gosh, you know, thinking I have more to offer and but <laughs> looking back at those tapes and they were tapes I realized I'm so glad that I was flubbing through all of this in front of a small audience so that I could earn my way it to, to be in a bigger city uh-huh. you know because just a degree doesn't you know that, that didn't earn me anything those oddly not rose-colored glasses I yeah. guess well no I'm just I'm just in saying way, I had though. to earn it I mean yeah I mean I, I was not good Right. Yeah. It was not good and on the air. And you know that now. I know yeah. that now, but at the time I felt like I've got the I've got it going on. Yeah. And why is nobody recognizing it? 
You see what I'm saying? So I had to keep working and earning it and earning it and earning it. And then also when I didn't have to work with a broken camera, when I actually got to work with a photographer and work with a producer instead of doing it all myself, I was really appreciative of that too. Right. Yeah. And I knew what... Uh, the individual skills that they brought to the table and how hard those individual tasks were. Sure. Well, as a, as a young millennial, I can tell you I can't disagree more. I've always been great. I will always be great. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah. I, I always, I love when, whenever I was going through my rough times and, and, and was working out of an apartment bedroom trying to build up something that I had no knowledge of really, yeah. and, but like six months and, and trying to build something. I, um, what kept me going was, when I would be broke, when it all be going wrong, trying to figure out how you're going to pay the bills and your buddy's kicking in to help you out that one last time, you know, and um, I immersed myself into always, I, I read a lot around other, like, you know, the, seeing the magazines of success stories or whatever it was, and you read, um, you know, Steve Jobs, or you read just any kind of, I, yeah. I always immersed myself on reading other people that were doing big things, like their stories, because what helped me was, realize is that all of them had, a long dirt road that led them mm -hmm. to, to where they are. Mm -hmm. And as I would read them, I, I, you know, a very common denominator was everybody that's made it, so to say, had a, had a lot of things come their way in a lot of rough times. And it helped me go, you know, here I am whining about me, but why do I think I'm too good to not have to go through this when others don't? And I always look at it and I always go to this that, you know, I'm not going to put my faith on anybody else but i mean i'm a christian i believe in god and but i, I respect others whatever their opinions are but sure. i said um you know the person who changed the world the most jesus christ went through some of the worst that anybody's ever had to go through right mm. and so it's like in order to evict change or to have something go on you're gonna have to have a long way to get there and i and i fully believe the bigger the struggle that the bigger the reward and yeah. and that helped me like reading other success stories and all that helped me not have that i deserve this mentality it helped me go why do i think i'm too good not to have to do this mm -hmm. right right i um, mean i think that was ruined every english well how i just said that is probably yeah. how you're not supposed you to did, do but, english no, but no. we still love you <laughs> yeah and 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 you were you were you were forged in the fires of that struggle because no matter what no matter where and we've talked about this before no matter where you go no matter where you end up you can always look back and go hey if all else fails i can go knock on doors Absolutely. i can mm -hmm. knock that out yeah somebody, I, I got that yeah. down somebody will always let me sell something and only get paid if i sell it right and i can do that and that's so enough. that yeah. is a very calming sense of of almost confidence that sure. I can I can get I'm not worried about it. Yeah, you and know, that so. sense of confidence is what got you where you're at now. Absolutely. So y'all need mm. to join the Second Shot Facebook group. Don't I mean it, it's an awesome group. A lot of great people. A lot of everybody's really got these same kind of minds, and it's awesome just be around a bunch of good positive people. So where can they find you, Jenny? On Instagram, Jenny and Chondo. Click on the stories. I have so many hilarious behind-the-scenes videos of Heath and very embarrassing ones I just shot today, too. So I'm pretty excited about it. And then JennyAnchondo.com and on Facebook, Jenny and Chondo as well. You can find me at AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be on that Facebook group, too. Facebook Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come check it out. And at Heathos at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll see you guys next time. Love y'all.
You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.